Well, with the Rand losing some ground today, trading uh, weaker to flat, South Africa government bonds uh, traded pretty mixed uh, by the close. The R186 government bond bid at 9.27%, and that from yesterday's 9.21%, uh, while the R207 was bid at 8.01%, as you can see there, from 7.97% yesterday. Joining us on the line now to flesh out some of the detail behind the activity that's in play on the bond market scene, though, is Vickers Furstenberg of Future Growth Asset Management. Vickers, thanks so much for your time this evening. Uh, South African government bonds trading mixed, as I said, uh, with the Rand initially losing some ground against the dollar after yesterday's rally. Right at the top, run us through some of the activity that played out at today's bond auction. Hi, Alicia. Um, it was the third bond auction, um, you know, post the uh, disastrous midterm um, budget thing in October, you know, with the larger size, uh, 3.3 billion on offer on a weekly basis on nominals. Um, it's not bad, you know, it's like oversubscribed somewhere between three and a half and two and a half times, depending which stock you look at. And most of the stocks, the four that, that were on offer this morning, um, clearing about one point or so below where the market was at the time. So it wasn't a bad auction at all, you know, considering what has happened. Yeah. Yes, we've seen S&P, um, you know, lower South Africa's rand-denominated debt to sub-investment grade, but that pretty much uh, was priced in. How much relief was it for you that Moody's didn't follow suit, Vickers? Um, not sure whether, you know, from a from a personal point of view, a relief. But I think they what they did, they just simply kicked the can down the road, uh, because and we said all along that. Um, that the rating agencies, all of them, are behind the curve, and it's a matter of time. So we still have a view that the Moody's downgrade is going to happen. Um, I think this is going to be early March, as opposed to no, because obviously they indicated what they're looking for, and they were hoping for something sort of a bit more credible coming from the from the February February budget um, announcements um, and, and so on and so forth. But uh, you know. We have uh, investment thesis that sort of reads when sustained uh, low economic growth becomes bond bearish. And, you know, nothing really has changed um, in terms of that. So the rating agencies in Moody's in particular, I think, are behind the curve, I'm afraid to say. Yeah. Despite that being the case and despite the expectation that, uh, you know, this further uh, downgrade into junk status is potentially on the cards, we seem to be seeing uh, still appeal from foreign investors in particular where there's this demand for high-yielding emerging market assets and that are still uh, seeming to outweigh domestic factors like politics, fiscal risks and downgrades. How much of a distinction are you drawing uh, between local investor appetite and foreign investors? investor appetite at this stage? It's a very good point that um, it's very important to sort of make that distinction and not just in terms of foreign versus local. I think within the foreign investment community as well, um, we have two sort of groups there, benchmark constrained investors. Uh, those are the investors that would sort of obviously pay a bit more attention to, to what happened to, to credit ratings. Um, and then, of course, the benchmark, so-called benchmark unconstrained investor. Um, and, you know, the latter would certainly be focused on yield, relative plays, and things like that. And I would not be surprised if it's them who actually sort of entered the market post, you know, the, the seller we had, um, um, sorry, uh, the seller we had post uh, the October midterm budget.
Yeah, while that is a contributing f uh, factor, because what's interesting is that we had uh, strong gains in the local currency uh, coincide with news that government plans to remedy its public finances by cutting expenditure and raising taxes. Is that purely coincidental or is the market actually buying into some of what's on that agenda? I, I really can't talk to, to, you know, what the market thinks. Um, but, you know, from my, from my perspective, um, it's very, very difficult for me to... Um, to take those those plans seriously. I mean, it's about credibility, isn't it? And I'm afraid to say so far uh, we failed dismally in terms of that. We're very good at sort of putting plans on the table, making promises, but following through, um, we're not there at all. And, you know, it's not just that. It's not just the fiscal sort of sustainability thing. It's also about introducing effective and decisive structural reforms to lift economic growth because at the end of the day you need higher sustained economic growth to stabilize um, the level of debt or ensure in other words fiscal sustainability and i'm afraid you know that should be the focus and i'm not convinced you know we're going to get the very quickly and, and, and easily. Yeah, because with that, I mean, the ball is thrown into Treasury's court at this stage. It's a 40 billion rand revenue gap that needs to be addressed. What firepower do you see the Treasury putting to use? Um, I'm afraid to say again that, that you know, that links up with, with our investment thesis where we say that, you know, if GDP growth falters, then, then, then revenue collection suffers. And that's exactly what has happened, you know, the past fiscal year. And I'm not convinced it makes sense for them to put these things on the table and just say, you know, if we raise more taxes, we're going to be able to plug the hole. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what we need to consider is that we're battling with subpar economic performance and an exceedingly narrow tax base. So come budget day, and you think you're going to sort of yeah. so, solve your problems by hiking more taxes, you've got to think about what the impact of that would be on future growth. Absolutely. So you could end up raising taxes but collecting less taxes because you're inhibiting uh, economic growth. And that is, that's crucial. Well, let's leave it there, Vickers. Thanks so much for having joined us on the line this evening. Vickers Furstenberg is with Future Growth Asset Management.